0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
1: I'm at what just might be the best show in Vegas. But it's not Mandalay Bay, the Bellagio, or Caesars Palace. No. This show is at the one and only Graceland Wedding Chapel. A couple's come all the way from Scotland to renew their vows. Lindsay surprised her husband, Stephen. It's also his birthday, and the whole thing... It's just absolutely adorable. To
2: love you I will never have, I will never have a, suspicious mind. a
0: suspicious mind.
1: But presiding over the ceremony is a six foot four man with a jet black pompadour, sideburns, and that trademark sequin jumpsuit. That man is Elvis Presley, the king. Okay, well, it's technically Brendan Paul.
2: Grayson Chapel, owner, king of rock and roll. Master of ceremonies,
1: town drunk. (laughs) All those things rolled into one. Coming at you, baby, in 3D. Brendan is an Elvis impersonator and ordained wedding official. Before the ceremony, I caught up with Brendan in his office. I learned how this one-time punk became Sin City's premier Elvis impersonator and why Brendan just can't help falling in love with the king. So cue the fountains, the dice are hot, shoot a seven with every shot. Because it's Vegas, baby. I'm Sam Balter, and this is Weird Work. Okay, let's start with what does today look like for you in terms of how many people are getting married?
2: Uh, Today's Sunday,
1: so it's a slower day for us. So today I think I'm only singing at seven weddings or something like that. So seven weddings is a slow day. It's a slow day. What's a busy day for you? Uh, The other day, 27 or something like that. So you do 27. In a day. In a day. In a day. Okay. So so, Graysland Chapel, how many weddings are going on here in a given, let's say, like week? Let's see.
2: I will sing in about five thousand a year, forty five hundred to five thousand a year. So, hundred a week? Hundred a week? Two hundred a week? Yeah. <laughs> I, I lose count sometimes. I really do. Like I will come home and just be. I'm just plugging along. I come in the back and go, what's the next one? What's the next one? And then I literally come home and I count. When I I wrote down, I go, oh no wonder I'm exhausted. <laughs> Twenty nine weddings. 25 years ago when I was doing that, that, that was a little easier years ago.
1: Okay, so what's like the breakdown between like weddings, vow renewals, and commitment ceremonies?
2: We, it used to be weddings because this is the wedding cap of the world, but people applying for a marriage license, that is down. So that's where we step up and do a thing that is appeals to more people. If you have a million people coming in for the weekend, how many people are looking to get married? A, f- a few but how many people are already here married or just dating like for a committal honey I want to marry you but you know we got to wait till next year when the families can get together so they go we're in Vegas let's just do a fun thing that's where the committal will come in and I'm ordained so a lot of people want to get married by the king and I step up there too <laughs> as long as the check clears I step up
1: <laughs> okay know? so okay yeah. speaking of like Elvis wedding versus traditional wedding like what's kind of the breakdown there about seventy percent is Elvis. Seventy percent is least, Elvis. At least, yeah, one Elvis.
2: I mean, we are the grace on winning chapel. Some people come in and they'll see me in the lobby, and they'll turn in the corner and I go, "Oh, what's that guy doing here? I'm in a jumpsuit." <laughs> I say, "I'm here to fuck you up." No, I'm kidding. I go, I'm, I, "I go, oh, uh, I'm leaving." I say, I, "I feel bad." I go, "I'm leaving." I'm just. They go, "Okay," because we didn't order that guy. They freak out if they, <clears throat> they want a traditional. Their in-laws come in and go, "What's with the guy in a polyester jumpsuit?" You know, it's a little frightening sometimes. It's off-putting. So I get out.
1: I say, "I'm leaving." I'm, I make a joke. Don't worry. <laughs> So, okay, walk me through like the Elvis packages. I was on the website. I saw it, there's there's the basic Elvis and then you guys move all the way up to like double Elvis. Right.
2: The we do most people just want Elvis to do something. One Elvis is one enough. Elvis. But for those people that can't get enough. <laughs> They want more king. We say, how about the Elvis, the dueling Elvis package, which is like 50s Golden May Elvis and uh jumpsuit 70s Elvis? We used to have the Elvis 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 package, which was like a thousand dollars, and people wanted that. Uh we had a guy named Ralphie May, he was a comedian. Uh he just passed away a couple of years ago. He he came to the shop and he ordered the Elvis 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 package. Uh, <laughs> I thought it would be funnier if the Elvis is actually like Dueling, as in like doing karate on each other and actually like
1: oh. yelling at each other. I thought it'd be more fun. It's like funny. kind of like a like a like, WWE yeah, style. Yeah, grab the mic. W- shut up. <laughs> let me show how it's done. Back and forth, like an actual
2: dueling. You know, and sometimes we do like when we have one of us. We kind of have a similar sense of humor. So he's talking. I'll turn to him and somebody say, "Shut up, man." <laughs> Cut them off. And people laugh because it's weird. I mean, come on. What but there's rules here, there's a limit. I mean, you have Elvis doing Elvis <laughs> package, but that's wrong. You know. So one of them said one time afterwards, I think our Elvises were both high. And we weren't. We're just being we're goofy. I mean, this is what we do for living. <laughs> you <laughs> you know mean, it's a fucking job. <laughs>
1: Who would have thunk that? You know? So okay, so what are the Elvises? Walk me through what you see as the different major phases of Elvis.
2: He kind of started as a, they call him like the hillbilly cat. He was kind of white trash growing up in Memphis and he was influenced huge by like pimps and uh, the blues guys on Beale Street so when he was young people said he dressed like a black guy and this is in the early 50s late 40s he's wearing pink pants with a black stripe down the side and that was his influence before rockabilly was even a term he was a blend of blues and gospel he did a cover song called that's right mama an old blues song but he's picked up the pace and they put it out and locally in Memphis it took off okay it made him famous known now as the Sun Sessions at Sun Studio in Memphis RCA came in and said who is this kid of course like record companies do they think oh yeah you're great kid whatever yeah they don't care if it's a flash in the pan whatever we'll make money they signed him to rca he then had a, a second career right there in the 50s where he jumped from rockabilly doing blues covers to songwriters giving him songs heartbreak hotel was given to him by songwriters now he's in part of the machine if you will they gave him this gold lame suit they had made and he said it was the most uncomfortable suit he ever wore but it was like given to they told him now he's like Justin Bieber of the day, probably. Yeah. Where the companies come in and go, we have money invested in you. This is what you're going to your record. This is your image. We're going to do publicity shots. You're going to go on a date with Natalie Wood. We're going to follow you and get you in magazines. That's a brief period in his career. Two years, he gets drafted to go in the army. John Lennon said Elvis was dead when he came out of the army, literally meaning he never was as good as those years. You have this whole career in the sixties, no live performances when he came out of the army. And then he got into movies and the movies sucked, but I was read the scripts and say this is shit. And he but he got paid well. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's getting a million dollars a picture and he was cranking out three a year. In the late fifties, that's a lot of money. Plus royalties from the record. So three movies a year, no live shows. It was over really yeah. his career. Then he comes back in nineteen sixty eight. He does a TV special and he wears a black leather suit and it literally makes people realize, oh my God, this guy was great. He's kinda of irrelevant to the kids in America. He doesn't mean shit to hippies. The doors in the late 60s, that music comes out. Elvis is irrelevant. But the 68 comeback puts him back in front of people and they go, Oh my God. And then by 1969, he decides to do Vegas. They say, What do you want to wear on stage? He used to wear sport coats with the collar turned up. He goes, No, I need something based like on a karate gi, because he was in karate. Because he was high. He got a black belt in two days, which is amazing. <laughs> no one else can do that. But Elvis was a king. <laughs> we broke a board and go, You're a black belt. It was weird, you know. I mean I Met karate guys, I go, Was he good at karate? They go. Mm. But, he, <laughs> but he had a passion for it. So, his tailor comes up with this one-piece jumpsuit and the rest is Vegas history because you know they, they got gaudier and bigger and flashier as yeah. the years went. And that was the rest of his career in those jumpsuits. And then he dies at the height, 1977. If Elvis would have lived in 1981, he would have been in back in a tuxedo. So every Elvis impersonator is cursed to have to be in this. Is 1977. Is, yes. Is, is had he lived a one. few more years, he would have he would have changed.
1: now let's get into you getting ready it's game day it's wedding day you're about to start performing how do you get ready
2: i start by i meditate on the, the memory of elvis I'm kidding. Oh, do shit! <laughs> I get up, I blow dry my hair, and I say, "Oh my god, I can't believe I'm going back to work again." Because sometimes I'll leave at midnight, and the next one's 10 a.m. I'm like, oh, "All I do is go home and sleep."
1: So you don't, don't sleep. you don't ti- you don't have the time you don't have the time for to, to, no. Okay. To
2: get, some people do. Um, one Elvis, I call them sometimes. I say, "Hey, could you come in?" He goes, "When's the wedding?" I said, "In an hour, but there's no one at the chapel. Uh, I need more time, man, to get ready." I said, "What?" Like, I could do my hair in about eight minutes now. You know what I mean? Like, this is a business. We have no time to, like, get in the, you know, some guys have to, like, seriously, I think, more psych themselves up, for whatever, the channel Elvis. I don't know. That's good for now. You know, but I say, just can't get your to the chapel and sing.
1: <laughs> okay. There's a bunch of Elvis impersonators. Correct. When you see an Elvis impersonator on the street, what makes you go, like, amateur you know like that person is not doing a good job of it you know what i mean like is it like he can't even shake his hips or like yeah there's guys that look pretty sorry or they have
2: like a big bad wig you know they and that's the the hair is a big part of it i think if you can master that or elvis was was wasn't five two so when you see a guy five two it looks a little you know five two this way five two this way but uh you know uh i just go but but i like that i've always liked that um i have a sense of humor about elvis like it's I don't have this reverence for him like uh, other guys do. Women, some women come up after a wedding and go, I have one question. Do you do Elvis because of the money or because your love of the man? And I know what the answer right then has to be (laughs) for the love of the man, because if you say we're the money to these, some of these Elvis fans, you know, and it's not the love. I mean, I love everything. I just like entertaining people. That's the core of it. Yeah. But people are like, want to know, you know, and and they'll show me their Elvis tattoo and tell me how they cried and where they were in 1977. And, you know, so it's a fine line with, in the Elvis world with the fans, but we're respectful. You know, we're not doing a big fat Elvis at the chapel. We, (laughs) But there's a call for that too. Some people call. Can we get Chinese Elvis? I say, let me look him up. I'll try. If that's what you want, we'll try to find a guy. You know, we have a, a tiny Elvis. He climbs through my legs. We've done gigs together. He's climbing, going through because I'm six four. You, so, you are
1: you are a giant. You're, you're, you're straight up a giant person. And he walks through my legs. I'm just like.
2: Then I'm making comments while you're down there. Stuff like this. And the bride's going, "What's going on? You know. <laughs> and
1: the party started now. What is your favorite part of wearing the Elvis costume? I,
2: when I first bought it, I remember the first time I just, my tailor handed it to me and they're not cheap. First one I bought was, you know, 25 years ago it was $2,000 or something like that. I have ones now that are 5,000, a suit. So the first time you put on, you just kind of like, it's cool. Like, because you see pictures of Elvis, it's like a superhero he, with a high collar and the, the belt and it's so bejeweled. I never dressed like that in real life. I used to play in a punk band, you know? So to have like this thing, I'm going, okay. But you just want to start doing karate and like,
1: you know, do all these. And just, I made, is it just like you put it on it? You're just like, just, yes, yes, yes I swear to yes. god.
2: <laughs> I kept looking in the mirror and I'm doing all this stuff. And my dad, I even said to my dad, you got to put this on. And my dad started doing all these crazy <laughs> things. I'm like, but it's cool. You know what I mean? It's neat. I mean, I've had people come and say, can I buy your costume off you right now? And I said, no, it's custom made. I said, I paid like four thousand for for the suit and the guy's like, I'll give you five thousand cash right now. I said, Wow. So this suit stinks, you get your own. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know. Okay, what is what's your least favorite part of wearing the Elvis suit?
2: Um it's a onesie, basically the jumpsuit. It's like a, you know, with a belt. Because some people go, "Can I try on your jacket?" Because the belt separates it, but it really zips up. It's like to get into it, it's awkward. I'm, I always try to picture Elvis. <laughs> He's so cool, but like guys have to help you. You're like jumping around trying to get it in. And it's you know, and then the bell bottoms are too long until you put the boots on. So it's a, getting dressed. When I see El- other Elvises get dressed, because we've done gigs together, it looks like, you know, we come out and all the women, woo! Like, I see us in the backstage trying to get dressed. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so you know, but once you're in it, people love it you know people just touch me when i come by they'll just like stroke my shoulder i know they just want to touch a jumpsuit or like it's you know neat, yeah you know
1: <laughs> just they just want to feel the it. first touch is free i tell them after <laughs> we start charging more for brendan after this quick break
0: hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Stephen.
1: And Lindsay. Renewing our vows. Stephen's 40 today, so it was a surprise
0: for him. I just researched it on the internet, got good reviews, loved the pictures on the Facebook page, so went with that. I've always been a bit of an Elvis fan of but I said, um, when I said we're coming to Vegas, I would love to see a cheesy Elvis. <laughs> Didn't think it would be renewing our vows. i taken that step further than just a show.
1: No, I'm delighted. It's been, been more than what I thought it would. It's been I'd Yeah, I'm glad we put,
0: yeah. put on a show rather than just um, it kind of passive, personal. you know. <laughs> it was nice and personal, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yes. I-
1: Okay, so where'd you grow up?
2: I was born in San Francisco, and then um, we moved back to Connecticut, where my dad was from when, as a kid, and then, and then we moved to California when I was like eight years old,
1: so basically all the, the best years there. What's your first memory of hearing or listening to Elvis?
2: A friend of mine reminded me, he goes, remember, we, we used to make fun of Elvis in high school, because in the 80s, we were in a punk band, and so... The Vegas Elvis, us, the fat drugged out of us was like a, a joke kind of to us. It didn't, it was, he wasn't really relative to our, what we were into. You what know?
1: was the name of your punk band?
2: Iconoclast. We used to play with GBH and all these British bands that would come over from uh, England, and Discharge and Peter and Test Two Babies. It was great. It's, oh, it's, awesome. it's it's funny because sometimes these kids come in with Mohawks and then I show them the video and everyone saw a kid goes, oh my God, I know who your band was because we we were on a compilation record with the Dead Kennedys. We did a lot of cool stuff, you know? So I have this other
1: I've like to split life, right of like that, and then Elvis. And when did you start doing impersonations? Um,
2: I was on my hair black since I was in a punk band, and I, then I grew my hair long. I played in a kind of a trashy Hollywood band later. <laughs> We played with Guns N' Roses when they were in the clubs. we played play with them and Whiskey A Go-Go, and they were just starting out. Yeah. And then we were even in the Welcome to the Jungle video. They called us and said, hey, we're filming our first music video. So we just went down to help them as a fellow club band, you know. Yeah. a matter of fact, and then Johnny Depp played it. We played in a band, and his band played. This was like 1987. And we played around Hollywood, Raji's, all these sh- dives in Hollywood. And then Johnny Depp came up. We did a gig in Ojai, California. And Johnny says to me, Cause he was a pretty boy because he was an actor already, yeah. And he had made one movie on um, Nightmare on Elm Street, so to us, he was already famous because he made it, it was a cult movie, yeah, his first movie. But so he came up, he goes, I gotta quit the band, I'm going to um Canada to do a pilot. And, and we said, Really? He's like, I'll probably be back in six months. And that show was uh 21 Jump Street and launched his career. <laughs> we never saw him again ever, <laughs> you know, he never came back because he's like, I'll probably be back. We said, Okay, and then next thing you know, he's on the cover of Tiger Beat, and we're like going, Damn, a guy really made it, you know what I mean. But uh, so we, I was in that. Playing in the club circuit in L.A., and then I had, like, long, shaggy hair, whatever, a mess. And when I cut it short, I swear to God, my old girlfriend was a hairdresser. She cut my hair. Just I said, just cut it short, and I had little sideburns. And on the way home in Hollywood, I was driving, and someone honks. they go, Elvis. So I'm just like, you know, what, where? Like, I'm looking at dude, and I roll it the they go, thank you very much, or something. I'm like, <laughs> so I called her. I remember I said, you know what? We have to do something either. I got to not dye my hair so black or do something cuz i don't you were accidentally looking yeah, like Elvis it was just, like you were to try I was I, I just and so i said uh, <laughs> and then at UCLA i was going to UCLA to get a degree in fine art i um a girl goes hey you do Elvis right i said well no but and then she goes i'll give you a 100 bucks if you sing happy birthday to my, my girl in my dorm tomorrow i said yeah i do Elvis <laughs> 100 bucks <laughs> cuz i was a musician so i had a guitar <laughs> so i just turned the collar up on a sport coat <laughs> Just, kind of, you know I
1: mean, like yeah, yeah, went yeah, to yeah. the
2: dorm saying happy birthday. She gave me a hundred dollar bill, and then I'm leaving the dorm, and a girl goes, "Hey, my dad's a producer in Hollywood. Do you have a card?" And I said, "I literally oh 'Oh, I'm all out. I didn't have cards. Yeah, I shit.' So, but I, uh, she goes here's my number.' And then like two weeks later, they hired me to sing at a party in Hollywood and pay me six hundred bucks to sing two songs. I remember going like. This is pretty cool. And like,
1: you're an art student at this point, so you're right. broke. with no job. Right. Yeah, so yeah. you have no money. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah, It was great. <laughs> so I, just, I remember
2: thinking like, oh my God. And then from there at the party, they go, there's a show, Grace Under Fire. We're having a rap party with Brett Butler, whatever the actress was. I said, okay. At a bowling alley in, in, in Wood and Hills, I said, when I'll be there, they paid me. It just kept kind of going. And I just remember thinking, geez. So I told my parents, you know what? Maybe I won't shave off the sideburns. Maybe I'll uh, try to buy some karaoke tapes and learn yeah. the songs because I could already sing it like dance? Yeah, I could dance around because I was already, but yeah, not as good as Elvis. I could dance. I could shake my ass good enough to get paid. So that's kind of how it went. You know what I mean? And it just, I fell into it in a way, but you start doing it like someone goes, oh, when would you know you want to do Elvis? I said, to be honest, the first time I got paid, if I look like <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr., hey, man, I'd be doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like you go with what you, you know, stuff <laughs> falls in your lap. You got to go with it. You <laughs> have you
1: ever branched down into other, other impressions? No. No. I, I love guys that too. My <laughs> friend does
2: Elvis and he's trying to do, he was getting older. He was in his 60s and he started doing impressions, but he's in a jumpsuit doing Columbo and all these things. He's like, you got to come see the act. I said, that's an act? i'll be there to support you but what the fuck are you doing you know bless his heart but he was panicking he's like i'm getting old i don't know what to do so i can do impressions but i'm gonna do them in the jumpsuit i said okay me and the other person at the show, we both clapped. That was it. was a good time.
1: If you could look close enough to somebody else to do an impression to them, who would you be? Kiss. I'd be in a Kiss tribute. You, band. You, I grew you. up in the '70s.
2: <laughs> Kiss was my favorite band, so
1: like I just I would do that. That'd be fine with me. Okay, so you you're doing impersonations for a while. You're going from kind of gig to gig. Yeah. How do you end up here at, at Graceland Chapel? Well,
2: I after I graduated, I was laying by my parents' pool. I moved back in after I graduated college and. They're like, you can't just lay around. I said, mom, I graduated college. I was like, son, you were in school 11 years. <laughs> I started college at 17. I graduated at 28. <laughs> I went to University of Hawaii twice, UCLA, UC San Diego. I was in no hurry. I was an art major. What am I in a hurry to go out and be broke? You know what I mean? So, And then my, when my parents go, I thought you were going to do the Elvis thing. I said, I guess. They go, my mom goes, why don't you just go to Vegas and see what happens? So I literally drove to Las Vegas in the summer of 95. I had a guitar. A microwave oven and a karaoke machine. That was all I had, and a beat up '65 Lincoln Continental with no AC. So I roll into town. I stay at Circus Circus. I literally don't know one person in town. I start calling back then entertainment agencies. Hello, I said. Hello, my name is Brendan Paul. I just moved to Las Vegas. I do Elvis. Oh, we have enough Elvises. Thanks. Click. I'd be like, literally, like, oh shit. There's only twelve agencies in the phone book. The next day, the same. Hey, I called you yesterday. Look, if you want, bring a photo by. But we we have Elvises. So. I'm going, I'm getting nothing. I'm broke. I'm no I'm I'm thinking I'm just gonna, gonna yeah. call and say hey, we have a job tomorrow. I'll like,
1: hey, oh you thought, I was, I thought gonna it was gonna be gonna just like easy money again.
2: Nothing. So I don't know what to do. So I end up standing on the street with a guitar. So I'm singing, it's hot. It's the summer in 95. I don't even have a jumpsuit. So I just turn the color up my sport coat. People are throwing change. I'm looking, going, okay, I got a dollar eighty five. I've been here an hour. I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible. But people keep coming up, go, okay, I get a photo with you? And I realized they didn't care about me singing. So I go, they go, how much is a photo? I said, a dollar. And they had cameras. I didn't have a camera. I just It was just me. So they'd hand me a dollar and, I'd, and then I'd take a picture and they'd walk away. Hey, can I get a picture? I go, yeah, it's a dollar. Well, I would do that uh, at least 100 times a day so I could make $100 a day, seven days a week. And then I, I'd barely sing because people were lined up for photos, you know. Huh. They, and, and so then I could live on $700 a week cash, you know what I mean?
1: Was that kind of a bummer? For you as a musician, you're like you know you master, you get really good at all these Elvis songs, right. and then and people then, are like, just can get up. a photo of yeah, this photo. <laughs> but I realized, I
2: thought, okay, I thought I was gonna do this, but you want a photo? Okay, let's do it. So I would do photos, and and I did that for like three months, and then. Meanwhile, trying to get hired from a job and forget singing. Why blow my voice out singing three hours on a bridge? I get to stand there and take pictures and make enough to get by for till the next thing comes. Yeah, you got to
1: hustle. You know. So okay, so now you're in. You're established within yeah. the Vegas Elvis community. What brings you to Grayson?
2: Grayson went in chapel driving by. Same year, ninety-five when I moved here. Driving by, pop in a chapel because it says John Bon Jovi outside, and and there's all these chapels, and I see them. Yeah. And then every Elvis eventually gets called because. A of these chapels do one Elvis wedding a week. They just get a, hey, we're getting married at your chapel. Do you have an Elvis? They, they all call different guys. So, and I've, over the years, I've done pretty much every chapel in this town, a wedding here, there, a wedding here and there. But Graceland, when I went in, because of the name Graceland, they had a guy, Norm Jones, who had been there for years, older Elvis, super nice guy, really sincere, heavier fella, but he had a following. And, and they said he worked seven days a week. Do you want to work like two days a week, like Thursdays and Sundays just to fill? And I said, sure. So I worked there. And back then, you know, I do like five weddings on Thursday, five on a Sunday. It, yeah. was, it was a much slower pace. And then when the owner one time in 2003 said, I'm thinking of selling my chapel. They were an older couple from Duluth, Minnesota. And he goes, um, would you be interested? He goes, you're the only guy. Because he knew I was traveling, doing shows and saving my money. He goes, you're the only guy I know with money it saves your money because most entertainers are broke even the famous ones are like when Sammy Davis Jr. died he owed the IRS like five million dollars they had to sell his entire estate when he died to pay back the IRS just because you're on stage doesn't mean if you're not good with money you're broke (laughs) people don't assume that you know yeah so you were
1: you were busy you're stacking and and he knew that he goes I'm
2: gonna sell the chapel if you want it it's a million dollars but you get and I thought well Maybe this could be something down the line when I retire to have passive income. What a great thing to have a business that makes money or makes money every day, even though I'm not there. Cause right now I'm on the bridge. I make hundred dollars. I sleep in, I make nothing.
1: Was this like a crazy idea for you as somebody who's like an art major, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, like, like now all of a sudden people are like offering you like a oh, business.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I ran into a uh, Henry Rollins, a singer of black flag. We used yeah. to know each other in LA and. I told him one time I, I, when I first started doing this, I go, I live in Vegas now because he, he's like, "What?" I go, "I'm doing Elvis," and, he, and I said, "But I'm making good money." He said, "What are you making?" I forget, what I two three hundred thousand a year. He's like, "You know what? Fucking do Elvis." <laughs> you know what right? I mean? Because he's yeah, oh, and the circle jerks all these bands we play with. He goes, "We're playing in punk bands." He goes, "We're making you know two hundred dollars a night and splitting <laughs> it in four ways." You know what I mean? So he's like, "I would do Elvis too if I were you," because I was kind of like apologizing to yeah. him, saying I'm kind of
1: oh, because like, like you this knew is each kind of like Yeah, all day, I'm like, yeah. oh,
2: look what I do now. I'm an Elvis impersonator, but. He's like, that's cool. Go go for it. And I was like, yeah, I guess. And it turned out to be awesome,
1: you know? What, to you, makes somebody an icon?
2: I think the hit for Elvis, it's a combination. Like, Whitney Houston's been dead and it goes down. Like, other people die. Frank Sinatra, once they're gone, you see record sales uh, diminish slowly and just you're out of sight, out of mind. Elvis has been marketed from, like like, he's still there. I mean... There's shows where his original band still plays and they bring down a screen and Elvis is on stage on a screen. It's almost like a hologram. It'll be pretty soon. And you're paying to see a guy that hasn't been there in 40 years. But the thing with Elvis, I think at the end of the day is he was such a nice guy. The humility, that lives on. People see him. People come up to me. A guy goes, is there any way you could get a picture of my daughter? She's a huge Elvis fan. I said, how old's your daughter? He goes, 14. I said, your daughter's a huge Elvis fan at 14. Not Justin Bieber or whatever. He, yeah. said, he goes, no, she just saw an Elvis movie a couple years ago and fell in love with him. And just her whole bedroom's Elvis. I said, that's amazing. They're the guy that's dead. You never got to see him in your lifetime. But he, he's getting new fans.
1: Who do you think now could be the next Elvis? You know what I mean? Do yeah. you think that there's a person now who could be that level of icon um, fame? I,
2: I do shows with impersonators now and I'm doing with Lady Gaga. Sometimes I'll perform with the Lady Gaga impersonator, but she has a very... Distinct doing the, look. They're, they're doing the Lady Gaga when she started. Real outlandish. You know, that's the look for Lady Gaga. So it all you have to bring it down to like the look that people go, oh yeah,
1: you know. So there's got to be a look. There's yeah. got to be like a music and songs and music that Lady connect.
2: Some of these acts, I go, how many songs you do? They go three because there's only... <laughs> three big hits elvis you have a huge catalog of 30 number ones to pick from but some of these people i go that's your act you know the righteous brothers i go how many hits are you they go we do four songs i said okay that's all people know
1: know? yeah okay vegas the city has changed a lot things have been built demolished rebuilt changed over and over again this chapel has remained for like over 70 years correct why do you think that is
2: People come here, and I think what we offer is a combination of the entertainment capital of the world with the wedding capital of the world. And the Elvis wedding in Vegas is a thing, and we started that. We were the first chapel to ever do that. Now other chapels try to copy the success, and but they never do it as good. Yeah, we're Graceland, for Pete's sake. I mean, the Graceland estate even realized we own Graceland Wedding Chapel. That's like that's um, grandfathered in, it. we didn't pay rights for it because it was been that way for you know 40 years itself. We had a guy walk in once. He pointed to the wall. We had pictures on the, of couples in the main office. He walked in, he goes, Elvis, we're here. Oh my God, we're on your wall. I just glanced. I said, oh, you're here for renewal. He goes, no, no, that was my first wife. I go, you are coming back to Grayson with a new wife. He goes, I fucking love this place. I said, I can tell. And we appreciate the business, but that is insane, dude. That you, you know, as a guy, I'm like, are you crazy? She goes, I said, where are we going? He goes, I have this great place in Vegas. So he loved it so much. He brought his new wife, you know, the second wife. And as a joke on the way out, I said, you come back a third time. It's on the house. He's like, I might take you up on that. So we, that's what we're offering here. It's like a little mini show in there. It's like an experience. People come from around the world. They go, they don't speak English from Brazil, from Argentina. And they go, Elvis means the world to me. And so when they come in here, here I am. And it's like as close as you can get to seeing the real deal. It's not a picture in a book. It's not a video. It's in 3d and it's there walking you down the aisle, you know, yeah. every day. So I never get sick of it. First wedding of the day, last wedding of the day, people are thrilled. And to be part of that, it's like, come on. And get paid, you know. Maybe you should play in a punk band, come on.
1: <laughs> Art student in a punk right. band yeah. getting paid. Yeah. Like a very, this
2: is my life. I would never... Someone goes, when did you... know? you ever think this as a kid? I said,
1: no. Not would you close. ever trade it? Would
2: you ever... Be... Not really. Maybe to be in a Kiss tribute band. That's the only thing. <laughs> uh,
1: you've been doing Elvis for years now. Do you still love the songs? Do you still love the music? Do you love it more now, less? How do you feel about yeah, it? Yeah,
2: I actually love over and over, same songs all day, right? Viva Las Vegas, yeah. 5,000 times a year, not just here. But the people love it so much. I just enjoy, I love to see people love that. So it's not for me anymore. I'll start singing, can I'm falling in love with you, and the bride will start to cry. As I say, was the singing that bad? No, but I go, you realize she's so in love with Elvis. Or it touched her. And then later, when I was a teenager, I just I dreamt of marrying Elvis. I can't believe you're walking me down the aisle. Marrying someone else, yeah. of course. But it's like this thing to them in their lives. It comes full circle. They're huge Elvis fans. So to be a part of that, it's just like awesome.
1: Today's episode was written and produced by Matthew Brown. We'd like to thank Brendan and Rod over at Graceland Lending Chapel for hosting us and Steven and Lindsay for allowing us to be part of their vow renewal. Congrats, you lovebirds. If you have a question for Brendan, or if you're just looking to find photos of Elvis and I at the chapel, head over to our Facebook page. Who knows, your question could be used in an upcoming bonus episode. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the show. That way you get every new episode delivered to your podcast feed each week. You never miss a show. As always, I'm Sam Balter, and stay weird, you hunk of hunks of burning love.